Everybody, it's Kayla. Got the four one one, and I'm back for another what's good episode. I am here with Cork. Is it Cork X? It's Colt Tex. So my name is Colt, oh. and I'm from Texas. So oh, that's what that. Oh, Colt X. Yeah, play on words, feel me? Yes, okay. I like that. That's swag, y'all. Okay, I really like that. It's really catchy. Now I met you at the Concrete Jungle performance. And you did such an amazing job. Like, I actually told Tony, you, I said, that was a great line of artists. Because I go to a lot of shows. And you don't know what you're going to hear. I felt like you all are, like, seasoned and you all are taking your music seriously. So I'm actually happy to have you on. So since the segment is called What's Good, I got to ask what's good with you. How are you doing? How's your mental health? Man, I'm doing good. Like, life's good. And as far as my mental health goes, like, you seen that Leonardo DiCaprio on me? Where he's like, I'm not leaving. So much going on, Kayla. <laughs> yes, and I know what I always ask. I started asking that during the pandemic because sometimes when you ask people, are they good? They'll be honest with me. They'll be like, uh-uh, I'm not good. Life ain't going really good right now. So I started just maybe just a southern thing because I'm from Georgia. I always ask people like, how are you doing? What's good? I think it's just natural southern hospitality. Now, take me back to like the moment where you actually found out that you had a love for music. No. I don't really have like a specific moment where I feel like I just fell in love. Like I've always had music as a part of my life from playing the recorder in elementary school to being in band, like to singing and rapping and all the above. Like, I feel like I fall in love with music every day. Oh, you know what? Do you believe in life paths? In life paths? Like life paths. Like everybody has like a life path in life. Like for example, mine's is three, right? So if you read the life path, it pretty much everything I've been doing from a kid, like art, creativity, my personality, it's like here I am today doing it. So I, sometimes I feel like we all have life paths and we may not realize it until like we get older and be like, wow, you know what? This is destined for me. And it's not like you really like just enjoy music and music found you pretty much. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So I guess I do believe in life paths because in that kind of like one of the whole points of life is you're trying to find what you were meant to do, right? That yeah, you know let me find out. Look, let's find out your life path number. I always like to find people out life path number. Once you find it out and you just read it, it may relate. So when's your birthday? July 6th. July 6th. And what year you born? 96. Oh, you're young. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I be acting like I was born in 1991. So we're going to find out. Your life path on Kelly got number one. And then other people who actually want to find it out, all you got to do is just go to Google and put it in life path number. So it looks like, oh, your life path number is a, are you a two? Oh, your life path number is two. That's perfect. Ace time. Two. 
<laughs> so when you get off, like you got to read about it now and just figure it out. So, but I also read that you actually played a lot of sports. So how was that juggling sports and music? Like did one get in the way of the other? Uh, not growing up. So like growing up, I was able to enjoy both, especially through high school. Cause that's like really the first time I ever recorded music was my junior year going into my senior year of high school. But when I got to college, they definitely did beef a little bit because until just recently with the NCAA, you weren't allowed to do music because people could pay you for your likeness. So it was kind of like, yeah, it was kind of like sitting there and like, luckily towards the end of my football career, I started picking the pen back up and getting better because I needed to get better. You feel me? But um, because of that, I couldn't really pursue music as hard as I wanted to until after I was done with my career in 2018. That's interesting. Now, I've heard of like, because I'm not really into sports, right? So you're really teaching me something. So I've heard that like certain athletes, they can't take like gifts or anything or. They can now, is- but they used to not be able to. Like if like you couldn't even give somebody lessons, like say, because I play quarterback, right? Say there was a young oh. kid in the neighborhood that was like, yo, um, could you teach me how to do some drop backs or something? I couldn't do that if he was willing to like pay me. Like if he was going to pay me twenty bucks to do it, I couldn't accept that. What are the consequences for like people who did it? But <laughs> it's an infringement of the contract with the NCAA. Oh, dang! That's not like some hands like, But things have changed now, right? Which yeah. means. But it's unfortunate because I'm pretty sure a lot of you all back then definitely could have benefited off of that. I mean, come on, you dope at music, and clearly you dope at you was playing football, right? Because you was a quarterback. Clearly, you was boy, you would have been banking, getting paid for shows. Oh my, at those college parties. Oh my yeah. god. Now we got uh, now we got college athletes that are millionaires. So life's definitely changed. <laughs> Man, you know, you know what. I guess it's the good part that it has changed, but it's just now. What year did you graduate college? Um, 2019. Hmm, that is kind of new. Wow. So you were a quarterback. Okay. So what would you say your first love is sports or music? Um, mm-hmm, trick question. Probably, that is a good question. I would probably say sports was first because music was already there. Like, yeah. So, I didn't really know. I, I used to be like too, like, I'm not going to be over here singing and stuff and get all flushed in the face, but I was going to go out there and ball on the field. And it wasn't until later on that I found out like, oh, you, you're all right at this. And then I fell in love with the music heavy. Seemed like you had a natural talent for it. You know, you know how you hear like some people, they have to go like these classes and stuff, but seemed like you just naturally have it. And that's a blessing. A lot of people, they really have to train themselves to know how to have stage presence, to be able to, you know, memorize songs. I mean, I've seen like the performances where people forgot their, forgot their own lyrics. Had that ever happened to you before? Not yet. Hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> I'm okay. trying to think, but I feel like the best way I'm to go about it. it is just to have fun with it. Yeah. It and I, if people are really like in tune, then they may not even pay attention. I think if you stop and you get stuck there and you just stop, then people will know. Now you are actually from Houston, right? Yes, man. Now, I feel like Houston has their own unique swag. I always say that you can always tell an artist is from Houston because I just feel like you all have your own, kind of like how New Orleans has their own swag, right? New York has their own swag. And I feel like artists that come out of Houston, they just 
different in a great way. Do you feel like living in Houston and kind of experience kind of shape your sound and your swag? And if not, why? Um, so I would say that it's definitely a part of me because I grew mm-hmm. up like that. So I, I definitely grew up listening to Houston artists, but we're in an era where we can listen to everybody. Like it's, you don't have to just go to the store and like shop your local artist. So I grew up listening to all sorts of different folks. And then like also now where, you know, media and politics are trying to create division between everybody. And it's actually like the most integrated era of all time. Right. I feel like God's the only one who got things right. Give me each individual like one-on-one DNA. And that's how I be trying to do it. And I ain't trying to push religion on nobody, but like that's how I feel about the um just like the uniqueness of each individual. Exactly. And then I feel like me personally, like I, I always tell people I grew up listening to Britney Spears and Backstreet Boys and Insane. Like I like 80s rock music, right? So even though I grew up in, you know, particularly, you know, in the hood where everybody was listening to, you know. What was back? What was I'm, I'm born in 1991. What was playing back there? Like I don't even know because I was a kid. Like I wasn't. I didn't even know Tupac and Biggie had a beef, right? So <laughs> I was listening to all the pop music, you know, the fun music. So I feel like it shaped me to be able to do this show and have artists on here of all genres because I like all genres of music. And like you said, you know, we all are humans. So I feel like a lot of times they do try to divide us. It doesn't mean just because you're a black person. You can only listen to hip hop. You get what I'm saying? And yeah, I feel you gotta like expand your taste. Yeah, with your music, I feel like it's really, really diverse. And I actually listen to your music, and you really have a great catalog of music. So, what year did you officially like record your first song? Um, did I first record a song? Did I like first start dropping? Um, like your first time, like taking like your first song that you recorded professionally and like uploaded to streaming platforms. That was in 2020. Mm, and what song was that? Summer Flame. No, stop. That's the first thing I put out, I swear. My favorite song from you. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, that song is like really professional. Like that's the type of like song that they were putting in like movies or soundtracks. So I'm like, not Summer Flame. So you're just naturally good at this. <laughs> to be honest, I guess that's kind of tricky though because I actually recorded that one myself and mixed that one myself. So, like, my first one that I recorded in the studio and put out was probably um, maybe Money on My Mind. Mm, okay. Jill, man, that's Got probably it. the first one. But, like, the first one that I sat down and was like, yo, we're going to do this to get through it. That was Summer Fling. And that was the first song I ever dropped on all platforms. That's dope. Now, you know, there's a lot of artists out here now, especially a lot of these platforms, you know, they make it so that you don't actually need a deal to be successful. But it's kind of like everybody's trying to do music. Everybody wants to have their big break. What do you think it is about you that makes you stand out from others? Uh, Keep it a buck. Like, I don't really think that I'm better than anybody else. I stand above anybody else for any particular reasons. Like, my only goal it's to give people something that they can listen to forever. Maybe help them get through a hard time. Maybe try and inspire them if they're feeling down in the dirt. You know, things like that. Like, that's really what I try and speak to with the music. Um, it's more of like a, a message. And mm-hmm. I try and just keep it on that path instead of trying to get too cocky. Like, 
I'm the fucking best, man. Like, right. Like, nah, I'm, I'm going to just do me. Hopefully it plays all right. Exactly. And, and it seems stressful living like that. To always say, like, the right people are going to find you. Like, if you be yourself and just be authentic, like, the right audience is going to find you and they're going to stick with you and they're going to ride with you. So what particular artist is kind of were your favorite when you think back to, like, you growing up on your love of music? Uh... Look, I always have so much trouble getting asked this question because it almost changes by the day. But if I think about it real hard, the first people I was really fucking with was like that I chose to really like was Lil Wayne, Kanye West. Like the two of them changed my life. Same with J. Cole. Like when I started hearing this, that really spoke to me. And you see what they all have in common, right? Their actual lyricists. Like, I feel like, like how you were speaking earlier when you said that you wanted to make meaningful music. I feel like meaningful music means those are the type of songs normally that are legendary. You know, they are iconic. Those are the type of songs where, like, our grandkids are probably going to be listening to because they're meaningful music. They're not just current music. And I feel like all those artists that you name, they have those type of classics. Yeah. That they'll probably be playing at the barbecue when I run kids or like running around or something like that. So that makes you feel something. Yeah, they make you feel something. And even though it's like if you listen to a lot of stuff, even the Wayne says, it makes you be like, dang, this man is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> like you gotta be really skilled for it to like click in. So that explains, you know, you have a great guidance from the type of artists. Now we're gonna take a little moment and we're gonna have a little fun. I'm gonna ask you a few questions. Some of them are kind of based off of some of your songs. So I'm gonna ask you the question and some of them are just filling the blank. So you ready? All right, let's do it. So your most popular song and my favorite summer fling it's a hit in my opinion. If you could have if you could take one person on a love island for the entire summer, who would it be? Oh I'm gonna say be bold, you can say their name. I'm gonna fuck it. I'm gonna say like Autumn Falls and maybe Lana Rose. Who is that? Uh, some porn stars. <laughs> porn stars. I thought it was like a nice girl from his. You gonna take the porn stars? There's nobody's looking for love out here. You try and find it, you ain't gonna find it. Like, so if I gotta get stuck with somebody for a couple months, I'm gonna make sure it's gonna be a good time. That love is not. Don't say that. Don't do that. Cause I'm single. Please don't say that. Don't put that in the energy. You really <laughs> think love is just dead? No, no. I don't think it's completely dead. But I haven't found it, so I'm only speaking for myself. Now, in two years, when I see you post your engagement photo, <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna remember. <laughs> hey, you can call me up and give me all the shit you like. Like I'll be happy to hear. It. I'm gonna remember. I'm gonna be like, look at him. Look, you know, found love. Look at him. <laughs> So next, I hope I myself the right way. Yeah, you know, I believe in manifesting. I always believe if you say things, it'll probably come in true. That's why a lot of times you hear those people say, oh, I, I'm never going to have kids. All of a sudden, they got like five kids and they're just happy and they're just smiling all in their pictures. Like, I know people from school <laughs> like that. <laughs> but I get it. Today's day is kind of like when you single, it doesn't seem like you're not going to find it because it ain't really shit out here, like you said. And to be honest with you, it's really tough for like what I'm trying to do right now to even do that. Because if you're going to do something like that, you really got to put time and effort into somebody. Yeah. And they have to be secure in themselves because you're going to be out. You're going to have women at your shows. 
you know, and I always say women are really the people that can, you need women on your team. I always tell you, you need women on your team. They're going to buy your merch. They're going to come to your shows. You know, they're going to tell you, they're going to dance to it. They're going to make videos to it. I'm not saying guys don't, but I feel like women, they like, when they support you, they support you all the way. So yeah, somebody that's like confident too. The last thing you need is like stress. Now next, as an artist in this industry, it can become a lot Lots of rejection, money to invest, and time. What's one thing you enjoy doing when you feel like you're on the edge? I roll up. Okay, okay. That sounds like peaceful, easy, simple. Straight to it. Now, next, build your dream tour. Let's manifest it. It can be the present, past, or up-and-coming artists that you know. Uh, Can you explain a little bit more? Like, what you mean? So let's say you have to build your dream tour, right? Let's say, you know, they're like, you know, this is your first headline tour. Who would you want on that tour with you? Let's see. I'm going on tour right now, like tomorrow. Oh, really? No, no, no. I'm saying if I was. Oh, I'm about to say that. We're manifesting, right? I'm, yeah. taking, I'm taking a little baby for sure. Little baby? Oh, yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> I'm taking Thug. I'm Ooh, taking. Yeah. I'm taking. Free huh? I said free, free Thug. thug you know, he's uh, incarcerated right now. Yeah, it facts. Free, free the man. I'm taking. I'm taking the two of them, and I'm taking. JID. Jid. <laughs> I've heard of that artist before. I, I just can't think of a song. Like, what's the main song from them? Um, I'm trying to think of one you might know. Because he just dropped one called Stick. He signed to um, Dreamville with J. Cole. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I know him. I don't think I know any solo stuff. I just know, like, the joint projects where they have on those group projects. Okay, I gotta check him out. Because I think I'm a little wore out from Beyonce right now. The last one, <laughs> finish the sentence. I'm going to start because why? This is how God made me and how life has raised me. Wow, that's dope. You gotta, you gotta make that as a quote. Now, next, now I feel like your music is universal. I told you that earlier. And I'm a big fan of music. And I always feel like when it comes to all those type of music where artists can do hip hop, they can do pop, they can do EDM, it kind of gives you a bigger range. You're able to collab, you're able to get deals. So, what is your whole creative process when it comes to you creating music? Are you the type of artist where you like to go into the studio, your producer, your engineer, lock in? Or do you like to have people around you for motivation and give you inspiration and stuff? Um, I like it kind of both ways. Like, I like to sit in solitude so I can really sit there and let it just my mind not think about anything. Like, here, I'll just, I'll run it out for you like this. My favorite way to go about it is when I hear an instrumental. Mm-hmm. I sit there and I clear my mind and I listen to it. And the first thing I think of is like, what color do I see? Like, is it red? Is it purple? Is it blue? Like, what kind of feeling do I get from that? And from there I expand. Okay. Now what am I thinking about when I hear this? And after that, I start laying down like some words. I'll freestyle and I'll be like, okay, like, um, and then I find one that I like and then I build off of that. Wow, that's dope because I think I came across something on YouTube like a few weeks ago when they were talking about colors have meaning. You know, for example, like as an artist, like you say, you use colors 
So what would the color red mean for you, like for a song related? Uh, red for me has two different ones. It's mm -hmm. either going to mean like something more intimate or it's going to be like anger. It just that, that that would depend on probably my mood when I heard it that day, like the mood of the the vibe of the beat. That's a pretty dope concept too, and I feel like even if there's, I know a lot of other artists that have been on this show, they like to come and watch and see who all on here. And I think even if you get stuck, I think that like that way is a great way of like if you get stuck. Because I know during the pandemic, that was actually going to lead into my next question also. Because you know, you just moved to Atlanta, you're kind of new here. Like, how did you handle the pandemic, moving down here, trying to get into music? Like, was it was it a hard time, or did you just fit on in? It was a little hard. I'll give it to you <laughs> straight. Um, I moved out here the same week everything shut down, March of 2020. I remember that week. Because <laughs> nobody thought it was going to go, like, this long. We thought, like, okay, it's going to be, like, two weeks, whatever. But I got really lucky because the person that I came out here with, my manager, Chris, mm -hmm. like, I had him with me the whole time. Like He was taking me out to meet people. I'm getting to meet people I've looked up to my entire life while everybody's just chilling. So it was a real more laid back environment instead of like going out and meet people at the clubs. And yeah. then his best friend is Pac-Man Jones. So then when he came into town, he would show me around the city and kind of taught me about things. So when things finally did start getting moving again, mm -hmm. it was almost like I got a a learning curve. Wow, that's amazing. Now, I know your manager, Chris, he was at, I actually met you at the Concrete Jungle that Tony O, the breakthrough, he was on my show and your manager was there also. I know you speak very, very highly of him in other interviews that I've watched also. How did you all meet? Uh, it's, a, it's a crazy story. So I was with my, um the first person I ever recorded music with back when we were in high school. We were both, I had just graduated from college and he was in town doing an internship and he had some things going on and we ended up over at uh, his stepmom's house and we were sitting there talking while he was in the other room and she's like play me something and I'm sitting here thinking like I'm talking about sex money and drugs like no way <laughs> she's like come on play something and um, finally he got out of the room and I was like yo what should I play and he was like you should play a summer fling and I was like, okay. So she plays it and she gets up from the dinner table and goes and sits down on the couch, puts the phone up to her ear like this. So like, okay, I see, I like this. She's like, you know what? I got somebody. So she um sends it out to her godchild in LA, who's was like has some music connections, and that happened to be Chris. I heard back that night around like 1 a.m., like, yo, somebody wants to talk to you. Next thing I know, seven months later, I'm living out in Atlanta. That's amazing. And, you know, just kind of just from creative to creative. I know right now, one of my biggest struggles is just finding a team that you can trust, right? It's like everybody out here always say that they can do this and doing that. But people that you can trust with your career, how did you know that he was that person for you that you needed on your team that you can trust, you can count on? I'm a big believer in, like, people's energies and their spirits and stuff like when I speak with you you know like it's real cool like it's real mellow there's no friction right so right. I, to me I feel like you're a good person it's a similar thing when I met him and when I met some other people that I kick it with like there's a lot we're in Atlanta you got to be really careful with who you bring around you oh, and gosh, you allow 
into your business. <laughs> so it, it was, I just believed it. And, it. and there was never like a doubt in my mind that it was all right. And kind of what you said earlier about going down your path. Mm-hmm. I, I prayed and prayed and prayed. And that's what that, that happened. So I just accepted the blessing for what it was and kept moving with it. That's a blessing too. And I just feel like having somebody, especially in this industry, like there's some shifty, real shit, some shifty shit in this industry. And it's just the lies and stuff like that. When you have somebody that's kind of really familiar with the music industry and just how it works, like you're protected almost. Like you know that nobody can come to you with like bullshit because you have somebody that knows the industry. They know people in it and they can be like, uh-uh. Like this won't seem legit, and I feel like that's a blessing. And I think a lot of artists they want that, but like you said, you use good judgment based off of vibes, and you was able to, you know, determine it would be a good relationship, and that's pretty dope. That's good. Mm-hmm. And how you did you meet Tony at the break though? Tony, first of all, shout out to Tony. I'm very appreciative you brought me out there and let me be a part of that. Like I had a good time. And it was fun, like you said earlier. I feel like everybody there really did their thing. Like, I heard some good music that night. Yeah, all y'all, I got all y'all lined up on the show. <laughs> and that says a lot. Like, when I actually, like, reach out to people, like, okay, I want you to be on the show, that means that I think something highly of you. Because most of the time, people, their management or their PR send them my way. So I really thought all you guys were really dope. Well, I appreciate that. And as far as for how I met Tonio, he reached out to me through the grand. And we just chopped it up. And he's like, hey, man, like, somebody show me your stuff. I think you're dope. Would you be down to come out and perform? And I was like, hell yeah, let's do it. He's such a humble guy. Like, he's such a humble guy. And that's the type of person to go get his – he's already getting his blessing. Just by him just putting other people on, and you need more of that. Like, people who know that they're talented, but they have no problem saying, hey, I'm talented, but this person right here, they're just as talented. So that says a lot about him. And I'm actually glad that we were able to meet. Now, we are in, about to be in September, actually, by the time this comes out. What do you have planned for the rest of the year? Give me the 411. So I'm sitting on a good a good amount of music right now. Like, I've really been stacking it up because I want to start, I want to push it the right way. Yeah. So I plan on dropping at least one song this month. Mm-hmm. I'm going to drop probably a couple more. Um I don't want to guarantee a project by the end of the year, though I would like to say that I'm going to do my best to put one out by probably December. And if not that, early next year. Oh, that's dope. I'm looking forward to it. And like I said, um, I love your music. It's refreshing. And in this time, a lot of music is starting to sound the same. So when somebody who feels comfortable just experiment with their music so that everybody can enjoy it and it's universal like your future is bright so thank you so much for being on the show how was that easy breezy that was fun i appreciate you for letting me be here